Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. Today I'm interviewing Jessica with Family Wellness Wanderers. Uh, Jessica with her two daughters are leading the way in helping people feel more calm and really connect with their highest potential uh, through yoga and meditation. And they also full-time travel. They uh, have been bouncing around between She's Egypt and Morocco, and they were in South America or Central America and Greece. Uh, I think right now they're actually down in Tanzania. So they are out there exploring the world, and it was nice to sit down with Jessica and talk about uh, what it's like having teenagers and traveling and uh, just really taking in the state of the world. We also touched a little bit on um, yoga and mindfulness and what a role that's played in uh, for helping others, but also in homeschooling our own kids and teaching or guiding our kids through uh, intuition and harnessing their own intuition. So I hope you enjoy this episode. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hey, we can hear each other. That's always good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're evolving. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. I'm late. I, we had it. I, anyway, we're out and about and I, I was going to use Sophia's computer and then it cracked, it died. And then um, then I realized I don't have Zoom on my phone now because we took it off because it was too full. And then I had to get Zoom back on. But first I had to get rid of other stuff. And so <laughs> I did get it finally on here. So I'm really sorry. That's okay. Oh, well, it's a lesson in adaptability for sure. That's why you could travel so much just because you're used <laughs> to going with the yeah. flow. Uh, well, Thanks for redoing this interview. I felt so bad that the first time it sounded horrible, but I think it's great because now we get to go deeper into getting to know each other. Yeah, we get to hang out again. (laughs) Yes, I know. It was definitely a silver lining. So I'll tell our listeners real quick that uh, Jessica and I talked about a month ago, I guess, and I got to hear all of your backstory about how you've kind of always been uh, adventurous and love travel. And recently you were in Greece and Egypt. I'll see if I can remember. Egypt? You guys were I see if I can remember. Um, yeah. Greece, Egypt, <laughs> uh, well, Mas- uh, Montenegro, uh, North Macedonia, Albania, and Ecuador. And so it was interesting to see um, how each country like just felt different through all this. And right, some places just felt yeah. totally like almost normal. I shouldn't say normal, but almost. And uh, and then some places you definitely had to make adaptations as you're going. And I don't want to get too much into like that travel because I really want to talk about wellness today. But for our listeners that love travel, like tell us a little bit about your favorite, um, the favorite place you've recently been to, or I have a feeling you're going to tell me it's Greece, but tell me, tell me, just give us a little insight, a little taste of adventure, like what you loved about it. Maybe Greece in particular. Well, wherever you liked what I know Greece was probably your favorite, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, yes. And, and, and yet each place has its uniqueness, like something special about it. Right. So, um, one thing that really, um, like really impressed me or struck me with in Albania was how friendly people were. I had not experienced such friendliness, just open, you know, warmth and willingness to help you. And uh, we had, uh, when we first got there, we were, we ended up uh, looking, searching up until midnight for a place to stay. 
And we couldn't find the Airbnb that we had reserved and we were going from place to place. And it was a big city. We weren't prepared for the big city. We kind of had, we just come from Montenegro and we were thinking, oh, it'll be a small city. And it was like, um, we were in Tirana. And, um, and so we were kind of lost wandering around. And then we went into this parking lot um, which I thought was public, and we went down uh, you know, under the ground. And um, and I was I was dry as I was driving through there. I was realizing, no, this probably is not a public parking lot. <laughs> and how do I get out of here? And what you know? But uh, I passed somebody, and I was like, is this a public parking lot? And he's like, he looked at me like, mm, no. <laughs> and he's like, but he's like, uh, what time do you have to leave in the morning? And I said, uh, I, you know, anytime. And he's like, okay, follow me. So he showed me to his parking spot and he said I have to work by eight if you're gone by eight you can stay <laughs> wow and, you know yeah from the next person but he was just like, just so willing to help and it was so nice but and then after that we actually went we got out of the uh, parking lot and got stuck in the middle of this courtyard there was no way to get out and we had no way to get back into the garage to the car it was it was an interesting night but we did finally find our airbnb and um and yeah but that was one of the first things and then there were so many other little things one place we were in uh, stone city Girocaster, and um we were getting this little dessert that we were going to split. Uh, the girls and I were going to split at this little ice cream shop. And this couple came in and he was like, he looked, he was, I think, an Orthodox priest, perhaps, you know, he had the robes and uh, the dark black hat. And um, he was there with his wife and his little son. And, um, and he was just so curious about, it, you know, like, who are you? What are you doing here? You know, and you're, where's your husband? <laughs> you know, why isn't he with you? And, yeah. You know, it was kind of, he was really trying to wrap his mind around that, you know, and, um, and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. We like traveling to, you know, by ourselves and, you know, we get to see beautiful places and meet beautiful people. You know, he's like, Oh, beautiful people. He's like, I want to be on your beautiful people list. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then we talked for a little bit more and, and the girls and I, they, uh, we went to get our thing from the cashier and they had just left. And then his wife comes running back in to pay for our, Oh my God. Uh, our and, and he was like, beautiful people, put me on your beautiful people list. <laughs> oh, that's so, so cool. You know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And people were friendly in Greece as well, but you know, it was just that like that about Albania was really special. Right. And I, but I, I, in terms of like the whole picture of like the nature and the warmth and the sunshine and the food, the healthy food and all that, I, you know, I would say that Greece was my favorite in that regard um, yeah. and friendly people as well. Um, we met a wonderful woman. She started out there. We, um, we did this treasure hunt tour uh, to learn about the history in Athens where she took us um, around the whole Acropolis area, but there were uh, puzzles kind of like escape room type puzzles that the kids had to figure out and get the next clue. And it, it all led to information about the history of Athens and Socrates and all this other, you know, oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And um, I highly recommend it for anybody who goes to Athens. Um, and uh, anyway, we became friends and then she ended up inviting us to her place and had a cooking lesson with Anna and had a, a great meal together and just so really generous and kind and had a wonderful day with her there. And so, um, you know, I think now, especially that COVID's shifting, the, you know, the picture shifting, people are out more and connecting more. It's, it's, it's really nice, you know, to yeah. be making more of those connections along the way. We've had a lot of um, experiences like that. And it's funny because at first my husband was a little bit uh, less trusting. And then I told him, I'm like, but I know he's super giving. And I would tell him like every situation you have to, if you would do it, if you would be offering, you have to receive, you have to be willing to receive whatever you'd be willing to offer because I'm very um, much wired that way that I'm like, I have no trouble. I know I go out of my way to do something for someone like a parking spot or 
pay for that. So I, I, I told myself going into travel, like I'm going to be willing to receive whatever I'd be willing to give. And so it opens the doors to so many things, but don't you think we have this programming in our head? That's like, we like we're we don't want to trust people and then we're like oh well yeah I do I would do that for you but I don't know if I can take it from you and it's a hard it's a it's definitely yeah. um yeah. a shift that's cool that totally speaks because I um that's exactly an experience I had where I kind of had to take my receiving to the next level <laughs> When we were in, because um, we were trying to get to Greece and we, the, our form wasn't filled out, so they, they wouldn't let us on the plane. And so we had to do this two day trip um, over the border into from Albania into North Macedonia. And then we were trying to get to Bulgaria. We got stuck on the border. We ended up staying there overnight, just sitting on this wooden bench and um, trying to stay awake because there was a curfew. We couldn't get back into North Macedonia and they wouldn't let us into Bulgaria because the, the dogs situation. And so we were stuck there overnight freezing trying you know, like we kept pulling more clothes out of our luggage to like put on layers and like we were huddling and trying to stay awake and <laughs> and um anyway it was a very very long night and you know um could have been scary but my mind didn't go there do you know what I mean like it yeah. could have potentially been that. but what was nice what really kind of helped me feel better about the whole thing was that the taxi driver who we met only briefly because he was passing us on to his one of his workers who was driving us you know to the border and he that he couldn't go over the border so somebody else was supposed to meet us on the other side and take us from there but um which he had arranged but anyway so the that guy came dropped us off at the border and left which is why we had nowhere you know another reason we had nowhere to go uh, once we were rejected from (laughs) Bulgaria but um so then um so anyway he he had on the phone when he found out from the guy who was, this is kind of complicated and convoluted, but anyway, I ended up, he ended up being there for us the next day um, at 5am when we happened to have gotten a bus from the border. uh, That was a tour bus that let us sit there, you know, talk about receiving, you know, um, let a lot, you know, they'd let us sit on the bus for free, get to the bus station in, in, in Skopje. And then he was there waiting for us he knew what had happened he had been up all night he said calling the border trying to get through to figure out what had happened he drove he was gonna he drove left at 4 a.m to get to us by at the border by 5 a.m but um which was like a two to three hour drive but an hour in he was able to contact a friend who was the police who called the border and he did find out that we had gotten on this bus and was there at the bus station when we got off, got off. And I was so, I didn't even recognize him because I had only met briefly in the dark before, you know, the night before. <laughs> yeah. And he was there and he was like, Jessica, you know, and, yeah. and I was all blurry eyed and you know, haven't been up on it. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then it dawned on me. It was him. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, he had you know, he just was there for us. I mean, there's nothing, it's not like he was in it for like tons of money. It's like, it really, that's the thing. It it just amazes me. You, you see things like this in so many countries and this, it's not even self-responsibility. It's like humanity responsibility and it was yeah yeah and after and and it had been sort of at that moments on the border there had been some feelings of inhumanity in terms of how we were being treated Mm -hmm. so the contrast with that with him you know and and just I mean I was near I wasn't I hit it but I was in tears yeah (laughs) at certain points throughout that day because he continued to help us the whole day and got us to the border to get into Greece ultimately. So I was just receiving that. I found hard. I actually found that hard, you know, in that moment, I was like, I can't, this he's, he's, you know, there was a part of me that was wrestling with it. And then I just said, I, this is exactly what I said. I said, I have to just receive, I have to, you know, karma, you know, you'll give it back, whether you do it like the next day or the next decade, it's like, it'll cover, it always comes around. Um, yeah. in this yeah. in a cycle and like the girls and I talk about 
when we do the Wednesday uh, Awaken Wednesdays, we'll talk about the map of consciousness a lot. And it's just amazing because it's not to say the entire world is this mindset or that, but people who do have this higher consciousness, you know, offset like hundreds of thousands of people. One, one uh, act of kindness like that is just energetically offsets so much. So it's really cool mm -hmm. to actually see it in practice because you know, like mm -hmm. that person is, um, it's not like he's just doing it for you. Like you want to feel like, okay, he's just doing it for me, but you know that that person is acting from that state of mind more often than, yeah. than just that one time. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, yeah. are you uh, excited to be back in the States or is it like, oh, I'm back in the States? Uh, no, it's great. You know, it's it's really nice to be back where things are familiar. People are familiar. You know, it's that like yeah. feeling of home in that sense and being with family. It's just good. It's really good. You know, my uh, folks are getting older and um, I don't you know, things it's we had a family reunion. My brother came down. They were here for the whole week. And we had such a wonderful time, you know, so good. Yeah, it's nice. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And where are you guys off to next? So we are heading to Tanzania. Okay. In a couple of weeks to go there. Very excited. Um, we're going to spend a week. Tony's going to join us. We're going to do a safari. And, um, and then from there, we are going to um, be he's going to leave after a week after the safari and the girls and I are going to do a couple of weeks of volunteering doing um child care or orphanage help okay um while we're there and um and then we'll have an extra week we'll be doing filming and all that good stuff for our, our YouTube channel um and then uh and then from there we're actually heading back to Greece to pick up our dogs because they are there oh <laughs> no you had to leave them. we don't know yeah oh no <laughs> because it was we just couldn't take them on safari with us. And we, you know, and then the long flight and kept getting airline to, that would take all three dogs. It was way too complicated and would have been much more expensive. So we found a place there. So we're going to go back, pick up our dogs, which is right on the way to Greece. I mean, onto France, which is where we were headed. And, um, and in France, which is very exciting, um, Anna is going to have a couple of weeks class courses with these chefs in the south of France, this couple that's a wonderful chef uh, school, Le Calabash, okay. and she's going to learn all about French cuisine, cooking, and uh, pastries, and baking. this is her passion. Yeah, yeah. So, where in, do you know where in the south of France? Yeah, so I I finally got it memorized. It was, was so elusive, but it's Isur in my mind, Isur sur Cluse, which is in the south of France. And I, other than that, it's three hours south of Paris. Uh huh. And yeah, that's our favorite I, area. I love we uh yeah host host. I always say hostiger, but it says it completely wrong. What's good? Was good. They always cook. It's like our favorite. Like if I had to go oh. move somewhere, well, it'd be a toss up oh. between there and Chamonix, but. But still, Chamonix, oh, you know. Oh, you'll, have to, yeah. you'll have to um send those to me because I'm still thinking about where we're gonna go, you know. Yeah, so oh I love I just love it there. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. And we've had a lot of amazing stories of uh people coming to our rescue and helping us from that area. Oh. So you will love it there. It's great. Oh. Um so let's talk wellness a little bit since uh you guys are not family wellness wanderers, just wellness wanderers now. You are yeah. family, <laughs> but it, <laughs> Um, I like the, the rebranding. Um, so your daughters, uh, let's see, let's talk about a little bit how, uh, cause you travel with your daughters and mm -hmm. they are very much into mindfulness also and into yoga. And they're also recording a lot of the yoga videos on your YouTube channel. So I did a quick plug for, if you guys want to check out some yoga videos there, um, you know, what do you think, uh, you know, it's a, it's something missing today. We don't have it's it's abnormal for us to have teenagers that are so into that element of yoga and mindfulness. What do you think uh, is attracts them to it so much? What do you think, or maybe in ways that people can nurture their own kids to to explore that? Because you, I don't think you're like you're like me. I don't think we said, hey, you need to do yoga. You have to do yoga. It's just yeah, our kids kind of walked into it on their own. And I think yeah. that's something that 
parents, I think what parent wouldn't want that for their kids, but you can't, it's hard. You can't go tell your kid, you have to do yoga. You should do yoga. It's going to, you know, you have to kind of help them set it up. And so I was thinking maybe you have insight into, you know, what, what kind of nurtured that, what, what made it so your kids found so much value in self-care and things like that. I know it's a hard question. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from, I would say the number one thing was probably just modeling it. Yeah. You know, so, and if you have a good, I mean, for us, I would say, you know, we're so close and, um, um, you know, it's going to be different. You know, every family is so different as I'm thinking about this, right? So it's really going to be unique to each family, how anything like that would be cultivated, you know, Um, uh, because, because, you know, we were homeschooling the whole way through. And I know that that's very different than than kids who are going to school every day. Right. Right. So, um, and so, you know, like, school becomes a lot of their main influence right so uh, I'm just thinking because I was my kids main influence so if yeah a little taken more to heart than if they had other models to see you know or to 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 follow or so it was just sort of a natural thing in our home I did kids with our yoga uh, with them since they were little and had fun doing it with them we had fun together and um and and then it was just sort of, they saw me doing it. They saw me meditating. They, um, and then at some point, um, Sophia got curious about doing or learning how to do kids yoga. And it was, I think in the context too, of it being in Costa Rica made it more appealing. Oh yeah. (laughs) She she, had fallen in love with Costa Rica. And, um, and so it was sort of like, that was made it even more enticing, right? Like she had, and that sort of took it to the next level for her in terms of her interest and having that experience on her own because she flew by herself at uh, 13 years old to Costa Rica to get it, to have the, the training Okay, and came back. So it was like a real sort of rite of passage for her. And, and so the whole thing, it just kind of took it, her interest to the next level and um, being there on her own with all these other grownups who were doing this, you know, sort of like they became her role models and she kind of got inspired by the people there and the whole experience. And um, so, yeah, she came back and started really going for it. We, I told you, we, um, we ended up becoming a team. I, so I went ahead and got online training for kids yoga teacher. And then we were teaching locally. Um, yeah. kids yoga. And, um, and then the pandemic hit and, and we were started to focus more online, building the YouTube channel. And, um, and then she just took off from there. She, she was like, okay, next thing I want to do is get the full certification. So she went on to get that. And, um, and then with Anna, you know, she dabbles in it. She's not like, you know, she's not, um, pursuing it at the same to the same degree that Sophia is but she's you know she does it when she wants and and that's I think another aspect of like you were saying um, allowing them to not forcing it because then that's just gonna turn them off to any right right um, so you just have to model it you know allow po- for possibilities and then let their own natural curiosity or interest take hold I think yeah so yeah it's exactly what with our family it I always say with homeschooling it's not what you're teaching I mean it is what you're modeling but it's that it's the opportunity cost of sending your kids to school that takes up so much of their time they don't have it's the space in between where we make the biggest gains it's not what we're doing it's like all those moments of not doing where we have that space Mm -hmm. for insight and um, so I, I, for my kids, I know it was a function of that. They, it, it's actually why I end up mostly un- unschooling now is because there's all this space for creativity to be born. And it's not like, you know, my kids, I'm like, you can't go watch TV instead, but you can have like, just be bored, be bored, be bored, be bored. And then when you're not bored, you'll find, you'll something will, you know, some passion will come out. Now I feel like it's more yeah. like, okay, pump the brakes. You guys have too many passions. Like, narrow it down but <laughs> Anna needs Anna should start a food blog 
Oh uh, yeah, she's she's she has dabbled in you know, she's still kind of yeah, yeah, all over yeah, the place. And anyways, knows, I caught myself. I'm not supposed okay. to say she should. See, that's the yeah. <laughs> I should have rephrased it. I have I'm working on catching this. Like Hosanna considered starting a food blog after her uh French cooking school, maybe she'll that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about like your personality and your kids are so different that it just, you know, they, I think Sophia is a kind of, I think she's a type eight like myself where just like, what's next? What's next? <laughs> I got to yeah. tackle the next mountain. Yes, 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 yes. Like it's not just about travel. It's about, she wants to get the world record for being the youngest to get to any, every country in the world. <laughs> it's like, it has to become something big yeah, the next goal the next okay well the, yeah, yeah yeah she might be actually type three then like gabby gabby's a, the the difference is like one's like a little bit more like strength and intensity and one's a little bit more achievement driven but whatever it's it's all wonderful they're all yeah. they're getting great experiences yeah. um yeah yeah so i and i do think if you're listening you know i've talked about this motto over and over be who you want your kids to be it's so valuable to just to just model it. And I'm sure that's how my kids got into, into yoga. It's just a function of like, I'm going, so you guys can come with me if you want, you don't have to. And then they start going, it doesn't take long before they show up for classes that they're, they kind of fall in love with how their body feels after. Yeah. Even my youngest too. Like, I don't tell them, you don't have to do yoga with us every day. No, no, no. I want you. I want you. Uh, So it's, it's a great thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have to say you're braver than me out there traveling. I, uh, not that I'm worried about viruses, but, uh, I saw somebody's Instagram post this morning, somebody that I've also interviewed on the podcast and, uh, we've had these crazy heat waves on the West coast. And she was talking about how, oh, I'm going to go try. I I was going to go on a road trip, but these fears come in your mind and for sure, I could, re- she said, does anyone else relate to this? You like, you start to worry. And I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely feel it. I, we're going to go to Florida this, this fall. And I'm like, oh, okay, what if this, what if that happens? What if like, I, I very much anti any form of testing, any for like hands off. I don't want, I won't go there. So it's, um, it's just natural. So I'm curious, does your mind go to some of those concerns or are you very much like, I know we talked about this a little bit, but since it wasn't recorded, you know, how do you navigate that space of like, well, what if, you know, they lock down and I get stuck in France for six months or if, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's, I do go there. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's not that I don't go there. Okay. I, don't get there I don't go there a lot, but when I do go there, like there was one point where I really went there early on when we were traveling, uh, when we were still in Ecuador and we were getting ready to go, or was it in Egypt? Maybe it was in Egypt. Um, anyway, we were going, getting ready to go to the next place. And I was seeing how things were being shut down, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and I was, you know, reading the stuff, you know, it was all there in the air. All, oh, all, you know, all that stuff out there. Um, and, um, and, and I started to go there. I was just, you know, and I, I, my solution and what I started to do was like supplements. I need to make sure we have every possible you know, like, um, thing. If, if it happens then I have to be prepared and I'm going to order all that, you know, I, I need to know this protocol and that protocol. And I was like doing the research. I was up all night, you know, that kind of thing. That's, okay. that's where I went with it. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> so, but um, I, I didn't end up getting all the supplements. <laughs> I got to a place where I was like, you know, first of all, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> um, which helped to give me an opportunity to step back and reflect a bit, you know, yeah. on whether I really need all this, where was my mind going with all this? And, um, and, you know, uh, yes, it is good to be prepared for sure. You right. Know? Uh, but then the, and, and that's good. And it's good to be aware. And then there's the next level where you get like kind of crazy and 
you know, uh, go, you know, you just get a little bit, um, go, you get into a, a fear place that's really yeah. being like feeding it. So I now I see, I see that. I see when I kind of start to go there and it's often when I'm reading and hearing a lot of stuff around me and I, and I make a choice, right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, because, because I, you know, it's, that's just a part of life in general anyway, right? Our, our minds tend to go to the fears, to the negative stuff, you know, and so it's just sort of amplified in this context, and it's a chance to even work more on awareness, yeah. um, well, you know, like it's an opportunity to work on that and to choose, you know, to choose uh, to relate differently to what's going on. I just, um, so I stay aware, I, I, I do what I, I think is good enough to be safe you know yeah but I keep I keep I focus on the yeah on the living people because I think okay so you can discern for sure like this level of being prepared and over prepared which is for me in my brain I'm working on all the time like what's the line between preparation and making myself crazy by being over prepared and then same with like I uh, awareness there's a line between awareness and uh-huh. researching too much. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then I think yeah. it, that's why I was excited too to have us on, have you on again, because maybe you back up this idea that um, sometimes these narratives that we're researching or we're getting our awareness from are stories that aren't actually true. And like you're in the, if you're out there exploring the world and traveling right now and seeing good people and not feeling it's, it's good to have that voice. It's good for you to speak out and say, well, I am out in the world. I know for a long time last summer, you know, I had left California and everyone in California was still thinking that like, there's this contagious thing out there and it's really dangerous. And, and we have to be careful. And here I was like at amusement parks with everybody with no mask. I'm at a water park, um, in a couple different places. I was like, I was, I was in so many crowds of people just living life normal. I'm like, wait, 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 you guys pump the brakes. There's nothing going on here. I don't understand how it's over there in your boundary, but over here, like there's nothing, everything's no, everything's like existing in harmony. And so the more I, I think the more we are exploring, I'm not exploring internationally, but I'm exploring a lot in the States. I'm like, yeah, there's, it's a totally different it's a totally different world and you could be only like a hundred miles away from, from where the difference is. And so it was nice. Yeah. yeah for you to share your stories of like, Hey, it's um, well, like Tanzania, it's right next to New Zealand. Correct. I have my ge- geography. Correct. Right. Tanzania is in Africa. Next. on the Oh no, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking tan- uh, you guys are going to Tanzania, not Tasmania. I was thinking, I was thinking, I'm like, huh, Tanzania. I know. I was thinking for a second, I'm like, oh, New Zealand. I thought they were kind of strict about lockdown. So, okay. I connected that dot. See, I'm not always so sharp. (laughs) Okay. Well, I had never heard of Montenegro, you know, like, and then I forget where it was. I was talking with somebody and I was like, um, oh, um, I was, oh, 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 it was, it was the island of uh, Crete in, in Greece. And I was like, yeah, yeah um, I'm going to be going to Crete and, and, you know, and such and such about Crete. And, you know, so I was like, oh, <laughs> she's like, I've never heard of Crete. That's, where in Greece is that, you know? And <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and there, it happened to me, yeah. <laughs> Many times. Oh, man. Well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, uh, I think it came in from the word crep, which I love to say, crep, crepe, crep, you know, anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to see that you're out there, that there are, like, that's the narrative might not be all true, and that there's, you know, actually, even on top of it, like, you, you guys talk about wellness, and um, would you say that, like, most, uh, the reason maybe the U.S. perceives that we have harder we're being hit harder is that maybe we're not as healthy. Like, can you give insight into like all the places you've, you've traveled from a health perspective people's lifestyles, healthier, what they're eating's healthier that like actually diet and 
stress level makes a difference. Do you see oh, that? I, think, I mean, if, I think, you know, that was something that was kind of being realized at a certain point here, right? In the very beginning, even where it was like, they were, they were starting to see that there was the co, co morbidity. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and, the, and it was, it's like, oh, okay. So health does matter, <laughs> like, like right. prevention getting. Yeah. So, so I think that if there was one of the, I hate, you know, the gifts of the thing was that sort of became more uh, into our consciousness, right? The, the importance oh, yeah. of general well-being and how Americans were hit hard because of, in general, a lot of uh, health issues, right? Right. So, um, so I think, yeah, I think that's something that's sort of our consciousness has been raised a bit in that regard um, to become more aware. Um, yeah. Do you so, see? And, yeah. Huh? You see, like certain countries, though, overall, where you travel, especially you're traveling to some smaller. It's not like you're going to Paris. You're not going yeah. to, you know, um, you're going to some smaller countries, even some yeah. third world countries. I know. I mean, I can say that yes, but I want to hear your experience from places. Is that um, just lifestyle is healthier in a lot of these places? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I think so. It, you know, there's there's um less mcdonald's less burger kings less packaged food in some of these places they're eating more from traditional you know um my oh sorry there's a card that's backing up and i'm a little nervous um about them hitting but i think we're good um uh the uh the um like my my husband's dad is 93 and still sharp as ever. And he is from Italy. And um, I can't help but think, you know, it's because he began his life on a probably that traditional Italian, you know, yeah. uh, food. And and for example, eating out anytime I that's something I've noticed coming back here. Like when I eat out here, I don't always feel like it's healthy. <laughs> no. Um and 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 um Anytime I ate out in Greece or Albania or Montenegro, um, actually I didn't eat out, it was all locked down there, but um, anytime I ate out there in those other countries, like in the middle Europe area, it, it was healthy. It felt healthy. They were using yeah. olive oil, not canola, you know, yeah. and it wasn't deep fried. It was, you know, and it, it probably was, had actual vegetables yeah. in it. Fresh, yeah, lots of fresh vegetables and or, organic without being labeled organic, just because yeah. you know, it just grows. From, yeah, from a local garden, you know, um, or and uh, and very flavorful. Like the vegetables were so flavorful, you know, mm -hmm. just com compared to like especially tomatoes compared to your supermarket tomato here. And yeah, um, I really was struck by the tomatoes, especially because um, I'm it's, not a big fan. It's horrible. I don't know. You you can't get good tomatoes tomatoes in the states anymore unless you grow them yourself it's really <laughs> too bad yeah. yeah yeah but so yeah definitely and I and I think that that really made a difference and one place in particular like in Albania they really had low rates like really really low rates and um I think they are just so still um eating from a traditional uh, way of eating, you know, from the garden and locally sourced and not flying food for miles. It's still right. got nutritious fresh. And that, that overall, I would say their health is, is you know, is pretty good, helping yeah. them be more resilient in the face yeah. of the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, it's amazing when I come, I love, I mean, all the travel, I don't know if you feel like this, I love the US. I love coming back to US. It's probably partially because of um, how much we're addicted to, a, to adventure, to rock climbing or hiking or things like that, that I like that there's just so much diversity and so little space that I can be in the desert and then drive all night and wake up on the mountains. But yeah. and, and there are places that you can do that. But it, for me, I still, I love the US, but food, it drives me crazy because you, it's just uh -oh. so hard to get healthy food here. It's so, I have to think so you're far. Cutting, you're cutting. Oh, I'm cutting out. Yeah, yeah, you're, okay. it, was, it was choppy and that's I missed what you were saying. Okay, well, I was saying how much I love the US. I, for me, I really, really prefer being in the US. I, I like to travel abroad 
to experience things, but I would rather, I prefer, I really enjoy the U.S. because there's so much uh, difference in desert, mountains, oceans. Like you just have, I feel like I can have it all. It, within a day's drive, I can be in any ecosystem and on any adventure, but yeah. you can't get good food. Like food is so hard to to find, whereas it, everywhere else we've been in the world, you can find fresh produce within miles of wherever you are, but usually within hundreds of feet of wherever you're staying. There's like a local market in almost every place we've been to. I know I froze on you again, huh? Okay, let me just try switching my Wi-Fi. Luckily, we travel with three hotspots now. <laughs> Let's see if this gets a little bit better. It kind of, it, it stops at um, where you were talking about how you just can't yeah. find good, good food. Yeah, yeah, well, like when you're traveling, you can, you know, everywhere you go, Bali, there's, there's a little market right outside the Airbnb. Croatia, there's always, there's actually fresh fish stands every yeah. couple miles. There's like, you just get fresh food everywhere. And that's the yeah. thing that bothers me the most now is that I'm like, I, we just went to this amazing freedom festival and uh, talked to a lot of farmers. And that unfortunately is to me like the next, I don't want to sit and nurture a farm. The idea of sitting still on land and nurturing a farm is horrible to me, but I do feel it. I look around, I'm like, man, it's so hard to get good food in the U.S. Yeah. that um, it's like one of yeah. those, you know, it's everywhere else in the world seems to figure out how to have food yeah. locally grown. Yeah. But. That's so funny. <laughs> I can totally relate to, we're cut off of, you're frozen, so I can't. I Okay, I could hear you though. You could, yeah. Oh, our our Wi-Fi is not happy today. I guess. Well, actually, we got most of back? it. I can hear you. There, we're back, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because I can totally relate. Um, my uh, friend and neighbor who I just got back to see yesterday. Um, who we live kind of out in the. The, a little bit in the countryside here, okay. outside of Buffalo. And at one point, we had seven years ago, we came here with the intention to do the hobby farm thing and, you know, raise the chickens. And then we did, we had our egg chickens and we were doing the butchering and the, of the chickens. And, the, and we had goats for milk. And, you know, it was, we were starting to build that whole thing. And, um, and, uh, and then it just never quite took hold. And, and, um, but I was, I was fermenting and I was, I was in the kitchen for hours and, you know, we were talking about maybe getting more land so that we, you know, all that we were heading in that direction. We've done a total reversal now. And I was just thinking about, you know, like, and she was like, remember when you were talking about, you know, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it sounded great at the time. Um, you know, yes. but now I can't. I can't imagine. And I wanted that exactly for the reasons you were saying, because I wanted that healthy food. Like we, we had a history of gut issues and health challenges. And it was like, you know, to get good food was hard and you had to pay a lot of money and to get it. Right. So yeah. it was like we're doing this ourselves. That was the inspiration for it. But um, I don't think we had the, 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 enough inspiration for us to go uh, to continue on that journey um because it's all it's hard work doing doing that working with the land and animals and stuff um and when you like to travel and you have you know that sort of i don't know you have it in i just i'm a traveler at heart and so <laughs> i think ultimately that just didn't didn't work yeah for, uh, oh it's so way too that feedback. She's like what happened to the farm <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Stability, the thought of like that type of stability, just like, oh, I can't, no, I, I need like, I need so much more diversity. I think, I think the amount I can tolerate my husband's stability is like the perfect amount of stability that I need in my life and no more. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I, we, we're back in Polson for two weeks. And partially the only reason we came back was because my brother and my mom were flying up for a 
festival for a concert that we were going to. So we came back. And it's funny because I'll wake up every morning. It's just the land is so beautiful. The scenery. It's like I wake up and I just have this moment of like breathing in. It's so beautiful. And then like five minutes later, okay, I'm bored. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I mean, we're launching our app too. So I, I was, I've been busy with that, but this, these two weeks will be hard for me to sit still so hard. And I'm not even like sitting still. I'm like working like a mad woman on, and I'm going to be at a festival, but it's still the, it's still feeling rooted. Like I don't like that feeling of being rooted. And I don't know. I know you, I know you feel that. I know you, you, uh, I don't even have to ask. Do you do you like being rooted? No, <laughs> you're you're like uh, I I need to be flying around. All right. Well, our Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I know. Um, yeah. So, is there anything else you want to? Uh, I know I asked you the first time we interviewed, but is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? It can be anything empowering, anything, uh, something that that's on your mind these days, or. Something you've been reflecting on? I would, I would say, I don't know. I mean, just off the top of my head, um, I would say if you have the, if you have something within you that is is urging you on, or like a, a small voice within that's whispering something that maybe you're, you're it's you're afraid to follow, go for it, <laughs> listen yeah. to it, and follow it. No matter how hard it may seem to 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 do because it's it's your soul speaking and and you'll it'll work out if you just you know follow that hear it and follow it yeah and I'm gonna add on top of that um for sure are we frozen again oh there we go yeah I got all of that what you said um I would I'm gonna add on top of what Jessica said is uh I just did that solo cast about soul schooling and I think right now uh you know us as individuals we should follow soul but I, and follow that intuition but even with raising your kids Jessica and I have always homeschooled our kids and I just feel like right now I didn't used to be passionate about like pull your kid out of school and everyone's on a different path but but I'm a little bit louder now that like hey now's probably a good time to pull your kids out of school and and even if that intuition is like hmm I just, I just want to get to know my kid for this year. Like, don't worry about school. Like, you know, you, you can maybe uh, back this up a little bit, Jessica, in that like homeschooling is not about teaching your kid's curriculum. It's about nurturing their soul. It's about nur- like seeing where your, their passions lie, seeing who they are, learning to trust themselves, you know, things maybe you want to add a little bit onto that. Yeah, I would say, oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, because of, and you probably as well, you know, when you're on your own, when you realize that for yourself, when you realize that that is for yourself, what life is about, you can't help but want that for your children as well. Yes. And, and when you don't see that being nurtured and cultivated in whatever context they're spending most of their time in, like if it's school, right, you, you yeah. just, you want to, that's, I think, that's what prompted me to turn to homeschooling, you know, because it was such a bad experience for my daughter in, in kindergarten. And I thought, you know, and then I, I had friends, we were in Alaska at that time and, and homeschooling was really big there. And so I hadn't even considered homeschooling, I didn't, you know, I didn't know much about it, uh, but she had such a bad experience in, in kindergarten. And then I knew some homeschoolers and they said, you know, give it a try. And I did, and it was like, ah, you know, (laughs) especially starting out with, I found uh, with the Waldorf curriculum, which is so much about nurturing that, you know, that, that soul, that inner beauty, the, the wonder in the world, you know, and within. And so, you know, and, and it was just, that was it. We were, we took off from there with homeschooling. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, we didn't have a plan to homeschool. It's like, you just, I think you and I are wired a little bit similarly that if we feel that tug in our heart, we just act on it. We're we're quick to be like, hmm, I have this feeling inside me. I'm just going to go see where that goes. But a lot of people don't have that ability to because they just haven't been, it hasn't been nurtured in them when they're younger. And and it's something that I think uh, with repetition, you get better at right? You and I have both yeah. fa- failed a lot, probably as parents in our travels, you, 
but the more you do it, the failures just don't, they don't, we don't keep track of those failures because it's that one time the bus driver, you know, gives you a free ride or all these things happen to you that you start to be like, you start to do, well, I call it carrots and sticks. You attach your, your brain starts to attach to the carrots and forgets the sticks, but we're wired to remember the sticks so much more. And so it's, uh, you know, hopefully if you're listening, maybe it just gives you a little inspiration that like, yeah, you're not alone in the fear. It's just, sometimes you just have to act on it and the path opens up and you just, you don't know, right. You don't know until you put yourself in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there, I'm just thinking too, um, we have friends who are, um, and yeah, so she's from Afghanistan and she immigrated over here because um, her life was in danger at the time. She was a woman on a TV show and then, then that was not okay. <laughs> she was like, and so, um, and anyway, it was a long journey. Um, and she came here before her children and was able to get her children over here and they don't have a choice. She's a single mom here, an immigrant and she's going to back to school. She has um, a daughter who's disabled. She has to take care of as well. She's in a wheelchair. So she's, and plus her three kids that came over. So they, and you know, and she's, uh, so they have to go. Yeah. School. And it, for them, the, you know what I mean? Others that are yeah. in school are thriving. They are thriving, you know? So for them, that was a beautiful opportunity and it's, they're doing wonderful. And their mom, she's getting her degree in, you know, a computer in IT, you know, and doing that while they're going to school. And so her life is getting better and their life is getting better. And, you know, there's this, and so in that, in that situation, that's school you're was right. perfect for them. Yeah, you know, and 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 her, her mom, she's actually uh, uh, gone following. I can't think of his name, but a guy who's written a few books, and um, but she's she's on her own spiritual path now, you know, yeah. and um, and her her daughters are seeing that, you know, and and she's modeling for them, and they're they're it's you can, they're shaped by that, you know? Absolutely. They see, and she's quite a powerful, you know, and a beautiful soul, you know? And that's just, I mean, that'll, that'll, that'll take hold in them. You know, that seed is planted. Right. Her modeling her own journey. And I don't know, I think it's a beautiful thing for their family. I just, I just came to my mind and how in that particular case, school was perfect for them, you know? And that's good. I'm glad you shared that because it's true. Yeah, it's true. Like there's not, I guess it's not to say like, it's all, yeah, that it's all bad. And it's probably only because I used to say, be, stay so silent about it, but I do keep feeling like, oh, there's a lot of people who are, who are staying in a situation that's not serving them because they're, there's a, an irrational fear. It feels rational. Like, oh, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not, um, I don't know how to teach math. I don't know um, these other things. Or what if, oh, you yeah. know, my child, what if, what if I can't get them into a good college? And so there's just this shift, I think, that is, it's so weird when you're in the middle of the shift. Like, obviously, for me, I really believe we're going to, we're going into a new new world like there's there's not going back to that old system ever but so i i look at like well what our attachment to like college degrees it's you know i'm i'm a little bit further on the spectrum of that we're not gonna need them we're not gonna there's going to be this different there it's just gonna be so archaic in another 10 15 years that idea so but it's absolutely your story. Like it's serving them. It, they are taking it to um, an empowerment standpoint. That's very, it, it does serve a purpose for certain people. Um, so yes, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's so easy. I think like you're saying like to, to just that fear to keep you from doing something that you think may be right for yourself or for your children. So I yeah. see, yeah. Where we're coming up. Yeah. All right. Well, tell everybody where they can find you on uh, on YouTube and on a website now, right? 
Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's um, YouTube Wellness Wanderers is our our name there, and um, and then we have our Instagram account, which is also Wellness Wanderers, okay. and we have our website, which is still Family Wellness Wanderers. Um, <laughs> com and we also have a patreon membership for anybody who wants personalized or or full-length videos and um and live q a's with us as well as some other fun extras so awesome that's where you can reach us and yeah that's great so man it's amazing that yeah. you're traveling out there with your daughters i know we didn't talk about it real quick because we had talked about it the last time but jessica's been her whole family was traveling for a while. Now her husband's working mostly in the States. And so Jessica's uh, braving the beautiful world with just her two daughters. And tell me again, real quick, they're 16 and 14? 16 and 13. 13. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to err on the side of, yeah. yeah. So 13, you know, she's got, Anna's got some time to, <laughs> 16, you've got some time, but yeah. <laughs> Anna at 13 definitely has some time to think about. You've got some time, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that the truth? Let's see my 10th career. Um, and uh, and so if you guys are looking for some uh, yoga classes and do you guys do guided meditations on your YouTube also? We have guided meditations there and on our Patreon account as well. Awesome. So. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, it was really nice chatting with you again. I'm glad that the noise was better this time. And I look forward to following your trip to Africa, not to New Zealand. So <laughs> uh, when do you guys leave? Um, on the 30th. Oh, nice. She's yeah, yeah, coming soon. up quick. This time flew by. I can't believe it. Yeah. And when, when do you expect to be in France? France is going to be uh, September 6th. And oh, so okay. we'll be there for at least the month. Anna's two courses start on the 12th. So um, okay. she'll, do, she'll do one course one week and then the following week she does the next course. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so we'll be there through September. Possibly, maybe, I, you know, we're, we're planning on coming back um, again to the States probably in November or December to okay. touch base with family again. Well, so. from past experience, like by mid-October, it starts getting so cold. So, so come, yeah, yes. Ah, in the south of France? Well, <laughs> by October, we would always go to that area at the end, uh, beginning of October to watch the surf, the World Surf League. Then it was okay, but by like mid-October, it started to get really rainy. And then by, by late October, I remember thinking, to me, I'm from Southern California though, to me, it was freezing. So <laughs> I, that's, that was the only thing. I was just amazed because living in Montana, it's the same thing, how like all of a sudden it's like God snaps his fingers and it went from every day in the 60s and 70s to like the 30s and 40s, it felt like. Yeah. So, oh, but it's beautiful. You'll love it there. It's great. Panda chocolate. Place like San Diego for weather, right? Yeah, it really, it really ruins you for for, for weather. Sure. But I don't. Yeah, I don't miss that. I kind of like the extremes now. But when you first start traveling and you're from there, you're like an idiot. No, like, oh my gosh, the rest of the world has weather. I didn't know weather existed, and so. Now we're in Polson. It's like the, it's so horrible to have, um, it's freezing most of the year. You have like one or two good weeks of weather. And then now it's like almost a hundred and yeah, that's probably partly, I, I'm not complaining. There's no bad days, but it's, it's just interesting to see the extremes like, wow, to come from a place that's always 70 to go to a place that's pretty much never 70 is is uh eye-opening to say the least <laughs> all right jessica it was fun chatting with you well likewise likewise yeah it's great I'll, connecting yes i'll be yeah. sure to follow so you as you start in the world let's <laughs> yes well yeah maybe i think there'll be, be decentralized airlines soon so as soon as as soon as the, 
I don't know. I'm hoping. I think I think it were only a few years away before. I mean, they already have some decentralized. It's just really expensive. So eventually my kids ask me how much longer till we'll travel. And I'm like, I think within the next five years, they'll the they'll have. A, but that's a long time to think. I mean, who wants to wait five years? So we'll see. It'll be an interesting six, six months, to say the least. Yeah. All right. I got a ride. It was nice chatting. I'll follow along when you guys on your trip. It was likewise, likewise. Can't wait to see what you're coming up with with your app. It sounds exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> All right. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.